this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 35 of the So Free Art podcast which is a little podcast I do each week about art and things and this one's going to be all about video games also got a little art tip which is going to be all about taking your time when rendering hair and I got a little bit at the end about false awakenings in lucid dreams and how lucid dreams help with awareness during the waking state. So that's what this week's podcast is going to be all about and if you want to find show notes and stuff you can find that at sophielawson.com and I've also been doing Inktober. I put another video out yesterday for Inktober which you can find on YouTube at youtube.com slash sophielawson. So that's basically what's going to be coming up on episode 35. And let's jump into the main topic, which is all about video games. Video games have been a massive part of my life since my childhood. And for many years of my life, they were a way of escaping from life, to be honest with you. And it's quite funny that video games are the thing that brought art into my life, which ultimately allowed me to start accepting myself and change my life so in a way video games have probably been the most important thing in my life because I really do think if I didn't have video games through my like through like my 20s I don't know whether I would still be here um it was they were that important to me and so it's this weird I have this weird relationship with them now because because I want to learn drawing as much as I can and I also want to improve, like, my my spiritual life. It I've, I've got this feeling that I'm not allowed video games in my life. And so I've had this conflict where I want to play video games, but I see them as a bad thing. And I thought I had reached a good place with them a few months ago. Um, and, well, I look back now and I realise that I did, and I have got a nice place with them. I've still got this thought in my head that video games are bad and so I've been doing a lot of thinking lately and I'm I'm realising that this is a lie that's in my head from my childhood when I was told that video games are bad so even though now I can see that they are good or that they, they don't have to be bad I still believe they're bad and that's where this conflict is coming from So I'm going to talk about some of the things I'm going through at the moment with video games because I recently, about three or four weeks ago, I sold my PS4 again. (laughs) So this is the second time now and this is one of the things that's quite annoying is it's like I'm stuck in a cycle with the video games and it kind of mimics, because I've been doing so much thinking about this, it kind of mimics where I was at a few years ago with like being transgender in in that one minute I would accept myself as being transgender and then the next minute I was trying to deny it and so I would get rid of all my clothes and stuff it's exactly the same thing is happening with these video games where I go through a period of accepting the video games in my life as part of who I am but then I will get this overwhelming sense of guilt about having video games and that's when I just want to get rid of them all and it's this 
what I, what I'm feeling is it's it's this is part of the process of finding balance because like I said it's exactly the same as it was before with my gender and it just makes me feel like finding balance is just a really messy process of swinging the pendulum back and forth between like going all in on something and then going the other way where you get rid of it completely and I think maybe for me at least I have to keep doing that until I reach the middle point where I like find the balance so the reason this is on my mind is because I'm going to buy I'm going to be buying another PS4 quite soon (laughs) so but this is the last time now this is breaking the cycle I think because so what I've realized is this all goes back to my childhood and when I was younger, because the conflict has been um, that I I realised that video games are good for me because one, I enjoy playing them. Two, I had, I had reached a really nice place where I was only playing them maybe two hours every couple of weeks and they were acting as almost like um, something that... So if I was doing my drawings, I could have a video game as like a, a little treat. So I could say, if I do this drawing or if I do these podcasts... If I get all the stuff that is important, if I get all of that done, I could have a little video game as a reward. And it worked really well. And then the other thing is that I know they're good because they're going to be part of my art as well. So all my realistic drawings, most of them are based off video game characters. And I'm now into the final week of Inktober, which has been a little art challenge throughout the whole month of October, drawing little ink drawings. And all my, most of my ink drawings have been based around video game characters. And this is kind of what made me realise that I do need video games in my life. I, I feel like my character, Lil Sophie, which is my custom character, I really feel like a lot of the art that I'll be doing in the future is going to be based around video games. So to me, video games are very important and they can also become part of my art. So it can, again, it can all come together. Um, So I had that, I I was realising that this was going on. But at the same time I was thinking, so if I know video games are good and if they can bring balance into my life, why am I still pushing them away or feeling like they're bad? And it goes back to my childhood when growing up, this was in the 80s, I was always told by my dad that video games are bad and and because I kept getting told that video games are bad obviously that is now so inside of my head at like a really deep level that I I must still believe that that is true even though I know it's not and this is something I've noticed is that with a lot of things you can change your mind and you can start to see the truth to start to realize that like all the lies that are inside of you are lies you you reach this point where you you realize what's going on but yet somehow you're still stuck in the old habits and that's definitely something i've noticed with my gender over the last few years where i've been unraveling all the lies and it feels like now the same thing's going to happen with these video games so i've i was kept getting told that video games are bad and it got to a point where I remember if I was up in my room as a child playing video games, if I heard the front door slam and it was like my dad coming home, 
I would quickly turn the TV off and jump onto the bed pretending I wasn't playing video games so that if my dad came in and he wouldn't think I was playing video games. And like when I look back at that and and realise that's what I was doing, like I can really see that that is a, that's like a sort of a deep psychological, (laughs) like that's a really psychological issue there where on a deep level I, I really think that I'm doing something bad and it's, that's the thing, it's, I, I'd got to a point, obviously, where I didn't just think that video games were bad. It's that I thought that I was doing something wrong. And I know that I'm not doing anything wrong by playing video games. So I'm I'm in the process now, I think, of re- rewiring that belief. And it's just been a really messy thing. And it's it's, it's just been a really complicated thing to work out as well, because... Like I said, I've done everything right in being able to cut out the video games. Because in the old days, I used to play video games for like 20 hours a day or something. <laughs> Not 20 hours, but like 10, 10 hours a day. I would just be... At, like All my spare time is spent playing video games. And whilst I don't think there's anything wrong with that, if that brings you happiness. When you want to do something like improve your drawing or just do other stuff... You, you can't be doing that, um, or I don't think, unless there's always a way, you could, for instance, do 10 hours of video games and sort of get some sort of career where you're talking about video games or something. So there is always a way, but if, because the way I look at it is, video games are not bad unless you're doing you're playing video games instead of doing something that you know you should be doing. This goes back to the awareness thing, and it's not just video games, really. This could be with anything. It's Say you've got like a, a bunch of things that you know you should be doing because it's going to be helping you. But instead of doing that, you're doing something else as like a distraction. If If you can get the awareness of that, then I think then the thing you're doing as a distraction, that sort of is a bad thing because you know you should be doing the other thing. So... It's, this is all sort of a mindset thing really where it's just having the awareness to know if you're playing the video games because you're escaping from something then I would say maybe that is a bad thing but it is a really complicated thing um, and you sort of could replace video games with anything really it could be maybe even something like reading like reading is all is considered a really good thing by most people but if you spend all day reading instead of doing stuff, in a strange way, you could look at your, the the reading as like a distraction thing. Because if you if all you ever do is read, and you never do anything, <laughs> it's sort of like what's the point in reading all this knowledge if you're not actually doing something with it? So again, it's all about balance. So I just really wanted to talk about this on the podcast because it's something I've noticed with a lot of artists um we do seem to there are a couple of people I, I follow on twitter and stuff who seem to also be struggling with this thing of video games so this is it's something i've noticed that other artists seem to be struggling with as well and i think it's because i, I imagine a lot of people who enjoy creative things are like drawn towards video games because they are so creative and especially if like me, you love 
characters. Like, sometimes when I'm playing a video game, I would sometimes, if it had a custom character, I would sometimes play, like, spend more time creating a character than I would actually play in the game. So video games are very much a creative process. And that's why I think a lot of artists are pulled towards video games. But there's the, the thing is that they can be addictive, so it's just finding the balance of playing video games while still being able to do the other things. And I think it is good. I think the good thing about video games is, if you can find the sweet spot, you can reach this place where, like I said, they can act as like a treat. <laughs> so you can do your drawing, you can do the stuff that isn't always easy. Like, um, even like making videos. I love making videos, but that is quite a time-consuming thing. And there is always part of your mind that thinks, I could spend five hours making this video, or I could play a video game, <laughs> and the video game would be so much easier. But at the end of the day, when you go to bed that night, there's something about having created something, and and knowing that you did something that was that was hard, but... Um, it's still enjoyable, but it's it requires a lot of work. There's something very satisfying about that. And you don't get that same feeling if you go to bed knowing you like spent the day playing video games. But again, it doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means it's all about balance. So I think really the, the main thing is that video games are not bad. It's the relationship that you have with them. And I think that really goes with anything, because... Like even art, for instance, you could, if you're spending all your time producing art, not only is that probably going to lead to burnout, but I would almost say that you're not going to actually create the best art anyway, because you need other things in your life in order to inspire your art. Um, And that kind of goes into Inktober, like, I'm just getting so much inspiration from looking at these video game characters. I look at them and I just, I get really excited because I start thinking about creating my own little Sophies, like, inspired by these video game characters. So what's really funny is, in 2015, I got rid of all my video games, and then it wasn't until 2016 that I started to bring them back in, so I had spent a whole year without them, um, and then I started to slowly bring them back in, and then again, I got rid of them all again, and then I brought them back in again, and then I got rid of them all again. <laughs> so that's been the cycle for the last few years Uh, and so this is the first time I'm going into it feeling like I know what the cause of that cycle is and it's to do with um, a childhood belief which I see now is a lie and this is the first time I've ever really thought about that Um, and again it's to do it's kind of to do with something else later which is where I talk about how lucid dreaming helps with your awareness in waking state I really do think lucid dreaming is massively powerful here because I I didn't really realise just how how unaware of things I, I have been in my life. It's only because of lucid dreaming where you improve your awareness in the dream that you you whether you want to or not you can't help but become more aware during the waking state. And that's probably the main benefit of it really. So that's lucid dreaming. I'll talk about that in a minute but I wouldn't mind actually doing a podcast in the future talking about um, like my favourite video games and stuff just as like a a one-off special episode or something 
and maybe I could link that in with talking about the characters and what I like about the characters and that might be quite handy to work out for myself what I like about certain characters so that I can put that into future drawings. So that's basically this, that's a bit weird. So that's basically this week's main topic and that little bong means it's time for this week's little art tip and this one is it's all about um, rendering realistic looking hair when doing a drawing and this one came to me during the past week because again with Inktober um, I'm getting grip to grips with with using inks which I've never really done before and that was my belly rumbling <laughs> and what I've been doing is um I've I've like learnt a little technique which I feel like it creates quite a nice realistic looking effect with hair with inks and what I noticed was the 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 way to do that is exactly the same as the way I do realistic looking hair with pencils and so the little art tip of the week is about taking your time when rendering hair and the reason for this is because creating nice hair I feel like it's all about having lots of depth and like fluffy feeling to it and just lots of layers basically and doing layers requires patience and time and I feel like well certainly when I started inking and definitely when I started pencil drawings hair was always the one thing that I rushed it was always the one thing that I did the first layer and sort of left it but there's a quote from Lee Hammond in it she basically says that when you think you're done rendering hair you're probably only a third of the way there and basically what that means is just keep adding more layers because the more layers you add the more like fuller the hair is going to look and that's because you start getting loads of overlapping lines and this creates the like the illusion of depth so with pencils the way to do that is, well, what I do is I use a, a light lead, so like a, a 2H, and I'll do my lines in the direction of the hair. Then I'll get a 2B. I'll go on top of that with the 2B, and then I'll go back to the 2H, go back to the 2B, sometimes put in maybe a 4B, and I'll just keep going back and forth, building up the layers. It does take time, but I actually find it quite... I find it quite fun. Some in some way, it's quite like relaxing. So that's with pencils. But what I realised with inks is you can do a very similar thing, but instead of using like a two H or two B, instead I use an, a zero point one, so a really thin fine liner, and that's what I start it with to get sort of like the direction of the hair, and that gets the general shape and flow of the hair. And then I'll, I'll move on to like a 0.5, which is a bit thicker. And I'll go on top of the 0.1, following the same lines. And then I'll go back to the 0.1. And I'll just keep doing this until it's got like a nice blend. And then what I'll do then is I'll get a, a brush pen. And I'll just go over the top of the lines I've done. And like blend that in. And what that does is it creates a, a nice dark looking hair but it keeps the texture so it keeps the it keeps the like the the depth of the hair whilst making it darker and in the little video that I'll link to in the show notes 
I done like a little, a very rough little demonstration of that. And so, but what it made me realise was that creating realistic looking hair is all about taking your time and it's so tempting to rush it. Um, and even now, I still, sometimes I still ru- rush it. But the thing is, it is so worth spending more time than you think doing the hair because it always looks so much better and I'll look back at some of my pencil drawings and the first thing I notice I can always notice when I like rushed the hair it kind of stands out to me so that's this week's little art tip really it's just all about the importance of layers and taking your time when rendering hair and I hope you liked that one and then the final thing for this week's episode is all about stuff to do with lucid dreaming. It's I'll have a little bit about false awakenings and then I'll go on to the um the awareness during the day. So because I got a really I got a really nice example of that from last week. So the thing about false awakenings, I had this really what I would call it was towards the end of it it was quite unsettling. Um And so what happens is, false awakenings are where you're having a dream and you wake up and you think you've woken up but you're actually still asleep. So they become like dreams within dreams. So this past week I had a dream about three little cats and at the end of the dream I became aware and I thought I really want to write this dream down. So I woke up and I went to write the dream down but I realised that I was still dreaming and that goes back to my trigger of um, hitting light switches. So the first thing I do when I wake up is go to to my dream diary. The first thing I do when I wake up is hit the light switch. And if it doesn't work, that means I'm dreaming. So I become aware that I was dreaming. And I thought, well, I'm still dreaming. Um, I was thinking, I really want to write this dream down. But because I'm still dreaming, I'm now inside of a lucid dream. I might as well take advantage of it. <laughs> so inside of the dream I got out of bed and went downstairs and done some things in the kitchen and then that dream ended and I thought yes I can I can now write that dream and the other dream because I really wanted to write this dream about the three cats um because I feel like it was quite important um and I so that was what I was trying to do and I thought yes I'm awake now I can write it down so I hit the light switch and I was still dreaming I thought, oh, blimey. <laughs> and then, so I thought, well, I might as well have another lucid dream. So again, I went downstairs and I tried to jump out the front door, but I couldn't. Um, and then uh, that's when I thought about something Robert Wagner said. Um, he was like a lucid dreaming expert. He said, if your belief inside of the dream is that you're not going to get through the door, then your belief will become real. And what had happened was just before I went through the door, I started thinking, I wonder if I can get through this door. So there was like a bit of doubt there. And that's why I didn't get through. And inside of the dream, I was thinking about Robert Wagner, <laughs> which I think that's quite funny. It's like you got an awareness of past events inside of the dream. And that also goes with this um, little thing about the three cats. Because inside of that dream, it's like I was aware of a previous dream inside of this dream and I was aware that I wanted to wake up to write the dream down. So inside of one dream, I'm aware of a previous dream. And also, I'm aware of, like, the the, reality, the real world. <laughs> That's it's madness. 
but I didn't get through the front door and then I think I woke up again and I, I, I th- again I thought I'm awake now so I can at least write my dreams down hit the light switch and again it didn't work and at this point I started thinking like I just want to wake up now <laughs> but again I tried to jump out the window this time and I jumped out the window and I can't remember what happened but finally I woke up and I hit the light switch but again the light didn't work and I at this point this was like I think it was the fifth time I was trying desperately to wake up and I just couldn't and I started feeling like well firstly it was a bit of frustration I was like for god's sake let me wake up so I can write this dream down because I'm aware that the longer you stay inside of a dream the the more chance you have of forgetting the dreams um, so when you wake up, you, you might not be able to remember it. And so many times I've woken up from a dream um, where I've thought, I really want to write this dream down. And I've woken up and I can remember that I want to write the dream down, but I can't remember what the dream was. And I really hate that feeling because it just feels very frustrating because no matter what you do, uh, there's like no way to get the dream back. It kind of disappears. I don't think it vanishes. I think it must still be inside of you somewhere. It's just like the connection between you and the dream is as if like that connection's been cut. Um, and it just seems, sometimes it seems impossible. But I'm sure they must still exist. So um, I, I was now frustrated because I was thinking, I don't want to lose this dream about the three cats. And then I started thinking, I had this really unsettling feeling of, what if I am actually stuck? inside of a loop and like what if like I just can't or what if I started thinking imagine if you um, ended up in a situation where you're inside of a dream and you're fully aware that you're dreaming but no matter what you do you can't wake up and it almost goes into like Groundhog Day that film where he keeps waking up Um, and I started to have a feeling of what that must feel like and it wasn't actually very nice (laughs) But after that, I woke up, and the the weird thing is, when you've had a like a string of false awakenings, the final time that you wake up, even though the light switch works, so I, I know I'm awake, there's still part of you that is, you're still not really sure if you are still awake, and it's just an amazingly weird feeling. Um, so that's something to do with false awakenings. It's just they are, to me, they are the most realistic feeling dreams that I that I ever have because whilst you're inside of them you're convinced it's real until you realise it's not and this is why I've got this little theory which I'm going to talk about in um, a future video because what I'm going to do is after Inktober I'm going to start doing little videos on YouTube talking about lucid dreams and some of the things I'm thinking about and one of them is how I think false awakenings are actually out-of-body experiences. Um, It's just a little theory I've got, so I'll talk about that on a future video. But something else that happened this week, and it's kind of of to do with lucid dreaming, is um, a little moment of awareness that I had during the day. And it's something that's happened a few times now, and I'm I'm linking it to lucid dreaming, because with lucid dreaming, you, you have to improve your awareness, so that whilst you're dreaming you can hopefully become aware that you're dreaming. Um, But one of the side effects of this is that whilst you're awake, your awareness just naturally improves. 
And so an example is, this is what goes back to like my limiting beliefs from my childhood and stuff. This is where the awareness really helps. So instead of being stuck in like limiting belief cycles of doing the same thing over and over again, which isn't necessarily good for you, instead of being stuck in those, I'm now starting to, whilst I'm still carrying out the action of being inside of one of those loops, I'm starting to become aware that I'm inside of it, and that's when I can change. So, like an example is this week, I was walking home from doing my shopping, and I noticed somebody who I used to work with, and it's been about four years, I think, since I saw them. And they only ever knew me as Kevin. So since I last saw them, I've basically started living as Sophie full-time. And there was the first thought I had was, oh, I'm going to go over to say hello to them. But then I had this this feeling come in of um, of fear, basically. And it was like, I can't go over to them because what would they say because they've never seen me as Sophie before and I just got the basically I let the fear win and instead of going over to them I just kept walking home but what happened was as I was walking home I suddenly got this awareness that said you're acting out of fear because um, I wasn't consciously thinking I'm not going to talk to them what happened was I saw them and I just the, the fear just hit me and I just kept walking it's only later that I realised that I was acting out of fear. So I kept walking and then I suddenly had this thought and it said, "That's a, you're making a decision based out of fear. And so if I had kept walking home, I kind of would have kept the loop going of um, letting fear win. But So what I did was instead I stopped and I just said, or I asked myself, am I not going up to them because of fear? And I said yes. And... Um, again, Robert Wagner actually, he said, always go towards the energy in a lucid dream. Um, he said that's where the most like wisdom and stuff will be. Even if it's like a scary monster, go towards it because you're going to learn something. And it's exactly the same thing here. I feel like fear is a scary monster <laughs> in the waking state. And so the energy was inside of that fear. And I thought, well, I've got to go towards it because... This is what you do in a lucid dream. And the same, you can do the same thing in waking state. So I thought, even though I'm, I'm a bit scared, I'm going to go towards the fear and I'm going to go say hello. So I, I walked all the way back and I said hello. And it was just a really nice little reunion. And he was he was amazing. And it was like the most amazing thing ever. Now, what's really funny is... Something else I've noticed is the universe is really funny. <laughs> funny. The universe is really funny in that it, it almost plays with you. But it plays with you in a way of rewarding you for facing fears. And this has happened so many times to me. Where I'll, I'll get this little moment of awareness. I'll do the thing that was based of fear. Actually, one of them happened last week. I was at my work and I was going home. And I had a moment where I, I could have said goodbye to somebody... Or I could, I could have just gone straight home. And there was a little bit of fear of, shall I just go straight home? Because, I don't know, sometimes I still have a bit a bit of anxiety about talking to people. But I had this, I had this feeling that I'm going to say, I'm going to go and talk to them before I go home instead of just ignoring them. And by facing that fear, what happened was they played 
um, Ghostbusters was playing on the on the radio, and so I, I, I mentioned Ghostbusters to this person, and then it, it set up a little conversation about facing your fears, because she said about how, as a child, she was scared of a film, and later on in life, she um, had the chance to watch that film again, but she thought, shall I watch it? She was a bit afraid, but she watched it and realised that it wasn't that scary. And I walked away from our, our conversation thinking, I'm so glad that I went up to her because it just, that little conversation really resonated with me. And it just felt like a funny thing from the universe of throwing Ghostbusters. Because, like, what's the chance of Ghostbusters playing just as I talked to her? It, I know it might seem random, but when it keeps happening, you just know that it's not random. So the one that happened with this was I went up to this um, friend from like four years ago and he had a little dog with him and I started, I said, oh, that's a nice dog and I started stroking the dog and it turns out, and this is madness, it turns out that the dog he's got is my sister's old dog and she didn't know that. So, I mean, what is the chance of him having my sister's dog? And it just, again, it felt like it's the universe throwing these little things in there. Um, just almost as if it's saying, yes, I know that you're facing your fears and here's some, here's a little funny thing that is going to make you realise that life is just a game. <laughs> That's what I think. It's It's the universe's way of saying, just have fun with life. So that's basically what it's all about, really. I think life is all about turning... I've almost had this thought once that... um, I also had this thought of what if Earth is just like a massive playground and really we should be down here playing? But instead, for some reason, we're all... Well, not all of us, but most of us are... Instead of playing, we're living in fear. Um, And I think that when you start facing the fears the universe starts playing with you and it just makes everything more fun. Again, I walked away from that conversation thinking, I'm so glad I faced the fear in that situation because it just produced a really nice experience. And if I just walked straight home, I would never have got to see that little dog again. I wouldn't have realised, I wouldn't have had this little, like, realisation. And also, I probably would have gone home I'm disappointed with myself because I had let the fear win. So it just all adds up, really. And it's a little thing like that can have massive change. And and that's the thing. It's all I had to do was walk around. All I had to do was go up and say hello. I didn't have to do anything else. And it's like the universe took care of the rest. <laughs> so it's, I just find, I just find the whole thing. Honestly, I I find the way life works to be really beautiful Um, and I just I thought that was quite an interesting thing so that's one of the main benefits that I'm noticing about lucid dreaming and I think that's basically it for this week's podcast so you can find show notes and stuff at sophielawson.com you can find videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson and like I said I'll be putting some lucid dreaming videos up soon after Inktober if you want to leave a comment or anything you can post it in the video on YouTube or you can send a message at sophiedawson.com slash contact and that's basically it so 
all that's left is this week's inspirational quote and it goes to Co Fresco and it is Balance is the key to everything. What we do, think, say, eat and feel, they all require awareness. And through this awareness, we can grow. Co Fresco.